We are here with a prospect guru. He's going to talk Twins prospects with us, Arm Layton, on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, I think May 14th. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker, here with Arm Layton, our prospect guru. Arm is at, a, he's doing a new endeavor. He was at Lockdown, Lockdown MLB Prospects. I've been reached out to, people want to hear from Arm, of course, because last time he was on, it was 2020. I think it was the middle of the shutdown. We were talking about Alex Kirilov, who had not yet debuted. We'll talk about Kirilov and so many more today. Arm, how you doing, man? And tell us a little bit about what you're doing and where people can find your work. Yeah, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Good to be back on. It's it's crazy how different the twins look uh, between between the last two uh, outings on here and a lot to talk about. But uh, yeah, I just put out our top 100 prospect list at JustBaseball.com, and you can go see you know, a lot of write-ups on on several big-name prospects with the Twins that are now at the big league level. So uh, JustBaseball.com also have the call-up, which is uh, my new prospect podcast, which I'm very excited about, what we got going on over there, um, and, of course, the Just Baseball show as well, uh, which is where you can keep up with all of our stuff. But, uh, yeah, very excited to talk prospects because the Twins are in a cool spot of – bringing in some experienced, established big league talent, but also having those young guys either getting close to the big leagues or already up there, which is uh, makes them the, one of the most fun teams to watch in baseball for me. Aram was a Twins supporter this offseason, wrote that maybe the Twins are a potential contender. Got some pushback from Twins fans, but so far he looks like he's <laughs> dead on. 18 and 11 the Twins are. And as you mentioned, a fun spot because we knew so many of these top prospects were in the upper minors, Arm, double A, triple A, you know, 23 year olds, 24 year olds, even 25 year old top prospects in the system. And now we're seeing them start to trickle in. So even over the last week, let's talk about who we've seen debut. Royce Lewis, Jose Miranda have both debuted in the last three or four weeks. Josh Winder made the opening day roster, has made some starts for the Twins. What have you thought overall from the guys who've debuted so far out of this system? So, there's so many different places to start. I'll start with Royce Lewis just because I want to like get out in front of this one here. I Royce Lewis is a very interesting learning opportunity for me because you have to approach prospects like pretty holistically, but at the same time, you you got to be able to put certain types of players into certain buckets, but you have to be able to also acknowledge when there's just unicorns. Right. And Royce Lewis is a unicorn. I think I underestimated how much of a unicorn he is. And by that, I mean, after a rocky start, after looking at his swing and inconsistencies there and, and the moving parts and all those things there, and then the injuries and then the ACL, I'm like, okay, this guy already has a lot of moving parts to his swing and now these injury concerns. But Royce Lewis is a freak athlete who has all the intangibles, who you know was was taken first overall for a reason. I think I was a little bit too quick to, to go off of Royce Lewis. And I'm going to wear that one because – Everything I saw from Royce Lewis in the minors in the spring and now at the big league level is a testament to, to what kind of a hard worker he is. His swing is totally different. He's healthy. Um, his approach has improved. And what stands out the most to me is a guy that had all these moving parts. His swing is really tame, really quiet now, and he's still putting up elite exit velos. So 
when I see a guy like that, I'm like, all right, Arm, store this one in the memory bank. When he's a freak athlete, you don't swear him off, especially when they have the intangibles that Royce Lewis has, which everyone knows how how he's like a 30-year-old already with the way he approaches the game. And having him with Correa in the same clubhouse is going to be really special. That was a good learning experience for me because Royce Lewis is going to be a good big leaguer for a long time. And I, I will wear that one. I swore off. I swore him off maybe a little bit too soon. I want to ask you too. Sometimes I look at these prospects and I don't know how I want to hear how you value certain types of prospects. You have Royce Lewis, who, as you mentioned, amazing athlete has had some bumps in the road and Austin Martin too. And those are probably the two top. I don't know how you rank the twin system, but those are, I think the top two prospects in the system at this point. Austin Martin, also a great athlete, but maybe just doesn't have the upside that Lewis has. And I know that you were down on Martin in rankings dating back to last summer and now hit a home run the other day, but is slugging 337. And I will say, since he was acquired last year, I've soured a little bit on Austin Martin as well, just because it feels like they're not going to get that slam dunk value out of that Jose Barrios trade. I mean, Simeon Woods Richardson looks great. We can talk about him too. But Austin Martin... And I don't want to compare, but how does a prospect like Martin, how do you view someone like that with a higher floor, but maybe a, a lower ceiling? Yeah, you know, that was my problem with Martin was, you know, I, I always had Miranda ahead of him dating back to, you know, midseason last year, just because I, I look at Miranda and I'm like, the bat to ball is, is still fantastic yep. there. And, and he's a guy that's not going to strike out. It's quality contact. I think he's going to heat up. You know, and I think we're starting to see him already heat up. Uh, and I had Miranda ahead of him because you still had the proximity to the big leagues with Miranda, but also, you know, just the upside 30 plus home runs there. When I look at Austin Martin, it, it was a combination of things. I, you know, I don't think he's ever going to impact the baseball enough to be, you know, this this all-star caliber player. There's a ton of value to a guy that you can almost guarantee will hit enough to be a big leaguer in some sort of capacity. But I think the more we see of Martin, the more we start to question what is that capacity going to be? And, you know, if he's not consistently putting up high, high end on base percentage figures, what other value is he giving you? Because he's not the fastest guy in the world. His defensive value is up in the air. I don't think he's sticking at shortstop. The bat doesn't profile at third. Center field probably makes the most sense for him long term, but how is he going to look out there consistently? That's not a position you learn overnight. Second base makes a ton of sense, but you know, how much value you get out of a second baseman that's, you know, hitting more for average. I mean, the twins already have one of those guys that does it as well as anybody in Arias. I just don't know if, if Austin Martin has enough to really dream about to have him that high up there in the top 100, in my opinion. And that's why I have, him. I've always had him a little bit lower. Um, and going into this year, he's doing a little bit worse than I would have expected. I thought the, the on-base percentage would, would always be there. Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned, there's just not that much slug right now. And uh, that's why we've always had Martin towards the 70 range uh, rather than the top 50 like others have uh, on the top 100 list. But, you know, I still think it's early and he's a guy that could get going pretty quickly. Summer is coming and you're going to need some snacks on the go from Built Bars. Built Bars are not only delicious, Built Bars are also healthy. I have no idea how they do it, but they always find that great balance 
between health and taste. Have you tried Built Puffs yet? We're going crazy for the puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. You better sign me up. Go to Built.com to get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious. All of them. They're all delicious. And new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you will not find at an original jeweler. BlueNile.com is the best with expert advice 24-7, legendary service with 30-day returns. When you commit to a piece, so does Blue Nile, guaranteed service and repair for life. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece with jewelry at BlueNile.com. Go to BlueNile.com today. Use promo code LOCKEDON. For those who don't know, Arm is from South Florida. Grew up a Marlins fan, was the host of Lockdown Marlins, still does a ton of Marlins stuff. So let's look at the other half of this trade. A guy who was in the Marlins division at one point, Simeon Woods-Richardson, was a Met, traded. Now he's a twin. And I think there was a lot of upside with Woods-Richardson because he was so young at the time, right? He was 20 years old. He's already had double A, but really struggled last year. And then to begin this year, I believe it was 25 or 26 scoreless innings in a row. I'm yeah. really curious to, to know what you, or to hear what you think about Woods Richardson. So I always I always liked Woods Richardson a lot. And I thought that it was kind of a testament to the, the quote unquote value of Austin Martin was the fact that Simeon Woods Richardson was also added in there because I, I think that was somebody that the twins were very happy to get. Uh, you, you look at the numbers. Yeah, they're a little bit shaky. But he was also the youngest pitcher at the double A level last year. Also went and pitched in the Olympics. So he had a little bit of a gap in between. His velo was down. And that was something that was a bit concerning to me. But so far this year, the velo has been back up. He's been back to 92, 94 with a ton of movement and life on the fastball. Uh, the slider is really good. Uh, and he mixes in a curveball and a changeup also. So, you know, he has a unique arsenal for pitches that he trusts big time. And the fact that the velo is back. You're, you're seeing the results in the early going here. He's not going to rack up a crazy amount of Ks, but he's a, he's a soft contact inducer. Uh, I think the Ks are going to continue to tick up as his stuff uh, continues to come back and tick up a little bit, and he gains more confidence in the secondaries. But you know, I really love the changeup as well. And with the velo bumping up in the fastball, I think the changeup's going to play up as well. Uh, the command is really impressive. To me, he's a, a high floor back end of the rotation arm with the upside of a, of a number three type of guy, which – you know, I think could be a really exciting arm for you. And, and I mean, he's doing this in double A. I mean, that, that's re the really exciting thing, too, is you know, he's doing it in double A. And outside of the one start, finally, where he came back down to earth, and he was otherworldly through, through the first five starts of the season. And, you know, he finally gave up a run. He gave up four of them. 
but that was to the Dodgers and, and the Dodgers double a lineup is, is one of the more loaded in baseball and in minor league baseball. And he still punched out six and walked one. So, I mean, this guy's got a lot going for him and, and I think could be in the big league sooner rather than later. It feels like the twins have had at least a handful of guys who may slot into the back of the major league rotation in due time. And one of those guys was Josh Winder. What do you like about Josh Winder so far, Aram? And what did you like about him when he was a prospect? So Winder's been really impressive, right? I mean, and and a really fun development to see because I mean, he's a guy that you know is is a big bonus overall. And we were kind of wondering how are they going to piece it together this year? How are how are the Twins going to piece together the pitching? And I know that was a very fair question by many to have. Uh, what I like about Winder is is similar to Woods Richardson. He's got so many ways that he can attack you. Uh, he's got the four-seamer. He's got the slider. He's got the curveball. He's got the changeup. And uh, he, he ha- has confidence in all of them. But the fastball is ticked up, too. Uh, and, and, again, it's kind of what we said with, with Richardson. Winder always had more of an average fastball. Now it's a closer to a plus fastball where he's sitting you know, 94 to 96. The slider's ticked up to the, to the low to mid-80s. And then he mixes in that curveball and changeup. I think he's a starter, man. And I think he's a guy that should be getting consistent opportunity in the back end of that rotation. I know he's being used more as a swing man, I would say thus far. Right. But I think with the four pitches that he has, the command is what I think to answer your question directly has stood out the most to me, the feel for the four pitches. I mean, look at his walk rates across every level. It hasn't really changed at the big league level. Usually we'll see guys with four pitches start to nibble a bit more. He's not nibbling. He's he's going after guys, just mixing things up well. I want to see this guy pitching every fifth day. And I'm curious what Twins fans think, but I've liked what I've seen in terms of the the command combined with the four pitches that I think are big league caliber. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league, re- league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and more. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. BetOnline is a great place to go. Player props. If you think Byron Buxton is going to take down his first ever MVP award this year, BetOnline.net has the odds for you. If you think the Minnesota Twins are going to hang on for the rest of the season in the American League Central, Go to betonline.net and make that call. If you believe the Twins will not hang on, go make that bet. All of them are available at betonline.net every single day. It's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Go to BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Last time we talked, this is a temper, two years ago. (laughs) This was two years ago. But at the time, I remember your excitement about Alex Kirloff for Twins fans and your excitement about Trevor Larnick as well. And now we're back, and Kirloff's dealt with a lot of wrist problems. He's He's been hurt. He hasn't been very effective at the major league level. Is now back, was on the injured list again with the wrist. Do you think Kirloff still has enough in the way of, you know, bat-to-ball and contact skills if the power's not there to still be a, a good corner outfielder or first baseman at this point? Yeah, I, I do, man. It's just, like, I, I can't emphasize enough how much a wrist injury really hampers your swing and really hampers your power. It, it really just makes you unable to get that whip and that explosion that you want to get in the box. And it's been really unfortunate because Kirilov, I really think is one of the guys that's on the, on the brink of, of breaking out every time. And then 
something happens, another twinge, and he gets hurt and he goes down. Like he's still just 24. I've seen everything I need to see at the minor league level to believe in this guy's bat to ball skills. And I believe in the power. It's just you can't tap into that when your wrist keeps getting messed up and you keep getting injured and you can't find a groove. For me, it's all about the health. I, I have very little question about his ability at the plate. I just hope he can stay healthy because for me, he he's as safe as it gets bat wise. Um, I just I just hope that he can, you know, stay stay healthy and and continue to try to find that momentum because he just every time it seems like he's about to to get going, something comes up again. One of the best stories so far for the Twins, Trevor Larnick, just went on the injured list as well with a groin strain. But before he went on the injured list, hitting the lights out of the ball, and then we saw in the first half last year was great, and then the league adjusted, and he was poor in the second half. Also had a hand wrist problem in the second half. We finally heard about. You always hear about the injuries, you know, a year later, later. sometimes. But so far this year, looks healthy at least before the groin. And was hitting the ball very, very well. And if I remember correctly, Larnick was a guy you really liked as well in this system. Yeah, you know, and, and look, swing and miss is going to be part of the game with Trevor Larnick, right? You, you know, he's going to be a guy that's going to flirt with the thirty percent K rate. But the thing with Larnick is, is he's a threat to hit the ball hard every single time. What's surprising is that he's actually been productive without hitting home runs thus far, uh, which which stands out. But again, it's it's nine doubles, which you know I, I think with the baseball and some other things. Uh, that's impacting the the direct home run power, but he's an extra base hit threat all the time. He's 6'4", 225 pounds. The, the swing, I really like. I think it's more approach that he continues to to iron out. It seems like sometimes he's a little bit lost at the plate, um, especially against lefties, but he continues to shorten up, trying to make more consistent contact. The exit velos are elite. Um, the power is is really exciting. What I like the most about Larnick is that he's hitting the breaking ball better than ever at the big league level. And uh, that's a testament to his body control. It's a testament to his pitch recognition, improved approach. And that could be a big differentiator for him now, right? It's, he's always been a guy that pummels fastballs, but now he's hitting breaking balls. Now he's staying back better. Now he's recognizing spin better. That's a huge development. Um, he's going to be a strikeout guy, but if he can hammer the mistakes, hammer the hangers, and continue to pummel fastballs, He'll be productive enough because his his slugging on contact is always going to be top of the line. I'm excited about Larnick, and I think that's a guy you probably protect from lefties a little bit, but could be a very productive bat for you right away, uh, deploying him in like a platoon type of situation. I'm bouncing around, Arm. We're going we're going pitching. We're going back to the lineup. We're going pitching lineup. Where did you did you have Jordan Balzavic in your latest top 100 at Just Baseball? And if you did, why? And if you didn't, why not? So he just, just missed. Um, he was one of the like, one of the guys that we were probably hashing it out for for a minute, you know. And, and I think you know with Balazovic, for me it was really just the lack of swing and miss uh, in the last season, and a little bit of a regression in command. Uh, those two things made me a little bit nervous, and and I still really like Balazovic, and I think he could he could help the Twins as soon as this year, um, but it's a herky jerky motion that I just saw when I'm watching start to start last year. I'm like, okay, it's a little herky jerky. The command's taking a step back and he's not getting swings and misses quite at the level that he was getting before. That was just a bit concerning to me uh, in terms of top 100 caliber. I think he's still a really, really good prospect. I think he could easily be in the mid mid season update uh, if he throws well and shows improvements in the command department this year. Uh, I thought he looked good in his first outing. 
He went three and two thirds and, you know, the stuff looks pretty darn good, but the walks kind of crept in again. That's the thing for me is if he's not going to get top of the scale swings and misses, I need to see that command be more close to where we saw it in low A and high A and not, you know, three and a half walks per nine. And that's kind of what held me back here. But at six, five with his stuff and his uh, explosive fastball, he could be he could be a really good middle of the rotation type of starter. Speaking of uh, middle of the rotation, or maybe even potential aces, Max Meyer, of course, Minnesota legend, was <laughs> drying up trade possibilities, hopefully. And now, of course, he's just pitching extremely well in the, in the Marlins system, as a lot of their pitchers do, Aaron. But that hasn't been the case in the twin system for a long time. So I know there's excitement here among the fan base that finally it's starting to produce. You know, Joe Ryan wasn't developed as a twin, but he's come up and obviously looks very good. And Josh Winder and hopefully Balzavik joins him. Why do you think this team, and last year they were so boring, just so dull to watch on a nightly basis. The other day, Arm tweeted that he thinks the Twins are one of the more exciting teams in baseball right now. Why do you think that's the case? So, I mean, Byron Buxton's appointment television, <laughs> right? I mean, like, he's, he's a cheat code. He's a joke. Uh, Carlos Correa was heating up before the injury. You know, I, I'm a big fan of Correa and what he does at shortstop and uh, obviously at the plate as well. Um, and then just the combination of two of my favorite big leaguers to watch with Buxton and Correa, and then you also have the prospect allure. I, I'm just, just so sold. Because when you have a healthy Kirilov, someone that I, I still think is on the verge of putting it all together whenever he's healthy, Jose Miranda is a prospect that – I'm fully sold on the 2021 breakout. Um, and that's something I've talked about. Like, I, I love what we saw from him. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that's never going to walk much, but uh, the bat to ball is impressive. And I think he's going to continue to start to tap into that power as we see and uh, put up some, some pretty impressive towering home runs. And then you combine the, the elite fun, exciting talent with prospects like Kirilov, Miranda, of course, now Royce Lewis, I just think there's so much fun. And then Joe Ryan to me is, is a guy that we've been super high on for a while. I've always loved watching pitch uh, and now has been really fun to watch. And then John Duran uh, is, is another cheat code level guy um, in, in, out of the bullpen that just makes it so much fun for me. I could watch this team play all day. Uh, and, and I'm glad that the twins have something, you know, brewing here uh, with, with what they've been able to build rather quickly, which, you know, we, I, I thought they could do it, but I'm glad to see them actually, push the chips forward and, and make it happen. It's been fun so far and hopefully they keep it going. I want to know your opinion on a trade they made this offseason. A guy you know from the National League and Sonny Gray coming over from the Reds for Chase Petty. What do you think of that deal, Arm? And what do you think generally? Are you on the never draft high school pitchers train or are you more so risk? You're willing to take that risk. What do you think of that deal? I, I would say I'm not a never draft high school pitchers guy, but I'm I'm a tread lightly. Uh, when it comes to high school pitchers, right? Like Jackson Job in this past draft is a guy I would I would take in two seconds, right? Big athletic dude, easy velo, already a plus slider. But I look at, at Chase Petty. If I have an opportunity to upgrade my team for the next two years with with Sonny Gray, um, I'm happy to trade a Chase Petty, uh, especially with with what the, the 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 Twins have been able to do um, with. with acquiring prospect talent over the last you know year I, I think they've built that system up with the way a lot of it has turned around with some of the way that the arms have developed chase petty is going to take forever to get there he's got a ton of reliever risk you can cash in when his value is still extremely high um he's looked good out of the gate you know we'll see how he looks at, at the next levels you know he's in low a right now but if you can get sunny gray 
for Chase Petty, it's a no-brainer for me. You know, I, we saw the Mets do something similar, JT Ginn for Bassett. Um, I think Chase Petty's obviously a better prospect, uh, but I would also say that you know, Bassett's look great, but you're hoping Sonny Gray will be a little bit better and also comes with another year of control. Bassett, you know, only has this year uh, where he's under control. I, I loved the deal. I, I personally love the deal. Uh, you know, Chase Petty could be really exciting, but could is is the big word. And if Sonny Gray's healthy, he he is instantly an impact frontline starter for you, which is a difference maker for a team that's trying to win now and convince Carlos Correa it's worth hanging around. Twins fans are going to absolutely love this arm. Let's finish with this. I'm curious because this is a division that's always at the top of the draft. <laughs> always drafting high. You see the Twins draft first in 17. The Tigers take Torkelson in 2020. The Royals have had perennial top five picks. So it feels like the system should be good here in the center, at least outside of Chicago, where they've promoted a lot of prospects. But what do you think about the American League Central? Who do you think has a system that has the best chance to pop in the next you know, two or three years? I think the Guardians underratedly have the maybe the second best farm system in baseball. Wow. Um, it, it's, it is so deep. It, I, we made the top 10 for them. There was 10 other guys I wanted to write about. I, they have one of the most insane farm systems I've seen in a while. That's that's the only team I, I really would say, like in that division, that is a legitimate threat to have one of the most insane farm systems. You know, the Tigers are going to graduate you know, Riley Green, and they're going to graduate, you know, uh, Torkelson. And outside of that, you know, they have Joe, but that's about it. The White Sox are probably the worst farm system in baseball. Uh, the Royals, their pitchers continue to flame out. It's a good system, but they caught up with they caught up Melendez. It doesn't compare. I think it's Guardians and then Twins. And the Guardians are in their own world with their farm system right now. But I think the Twins have have a lot of exciting pieces and aren't far behind. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, the, the Guardians have 20 prospects I'm interested in. It's, it's pretty insane uh, what they've been able to de- develop middle infield-wise and pitching-wise. Wow. I mean, that's... It's a little scary to hear, but they they need it feels like they need to package some things and, and go out and get somebody, right? We've seen the twins in like the 13 to 18 range, I think, generally, but they will also uh graduate a bunch of guys. Arm, is there anybody in this twin system you think people are looking over or maybe are it's he's so overrated that he's underrated? Is there anybody in the system you've seen that excites you more than maybe twins fans would be otherwise? So someone that I've always liked that I, I just I've been surprised does not get as much uh, airtime, if so to speak, uh, is Spencer Steer. Uh, Spencer Steer, someone I've I've always been a fan of, and uh, the guy continues to hit at every stop. Uh, made an adjustment. He used to be a, a bit more of a, a quiet toe tap guy. Got more into his backside. Got his lower half more involved and is tapping into more power uh, because he always was a bat to ball guy. Now we're seeing the power tick up. And last year he hit 24 homers. Uh, this year he has four through the first 25 games in double A. Sitting 320 with a 400 on base and a 16.7% K rate. He walks. He's pretty dynamic in the infield. He can play second. He can play third. He can play first if you need him to. I think he's capable of playing a corner outfield if you really wanted to throw him out there. Uh, he's an above average runner. I think Spencer Steer could be a really solid big league uh, you know, utility man type. And nobody really talks about him. And, and I think it could be a, maybe even an above average, you know, regular if he continues to hit the way uh, that he's hitting. I, I'm a big fan of Spencer Steer. And then one other name is is Kyler Fedko. I think he's really interesting to follow. He has been raking. I saw him in the Cape, uh, you know, a couple of years back. And I was impressed with, with his projectability. And 
so far in low A, he has been really good. He was a 12th round pick in 2021, um, hitting 317, showing great bat to ball, and and could be an interesting guy to follow as well. Awesome. I agree on Steer. I mean, we had Spencer on the show, and I told him that he was called uh, the best kept secret in the twin system. And actually, ha, there you go. My bold prediction is I think Steer ends up having a better major league career than Austin Martin, but people may not. I, that. I don't think that's crazy <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's possible. We've seen the all around game and, and Jose Miranda in that, in that category as well. Someone who is more contact oriented, added power uh, is exciting to see. Arm, thank you so much. Arm Layton from New York, ladies and gentlemen, he is out there in the, uh, the big apple killing it for just baseball. Check it out. Just baseball is awesome. It's a great crew. A lot of locked on guys or former locked on guys. Arm, thank you so much. Twins fans are going to absolutely eat this up. So thank you, sir. And we'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me, man. And one last pitching shout out. Louis Varlin throws. Louis Varlin. Louis Varlin. St. Paul, Minnesota. What do you think? I love the fastball, dude. It has crazy, crazy life. Explodes out of his hand. Had to give one more. Louis Varlin with the fastball changeup slider combination. Look out for that guy. But no, thanks for having me on, Nash. Would love to do it again. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about this Twins team. So look out for maybe a Twins follow-up piece soon. If you didn't already love Arm, he then drops a St. Paul, Minnesota native, Concordia St. Paul, Twins prospect at the end of the show, just to, just to leave you on that note. So th- thanks again, Arm. We'll talk soon, brother.